0: That sounds like a commercial, but... (laughs) Yeah,
1: you sound like Sony paid you to say that, man. (laughs) the imperial scrolls of honor podcast i am josh folan and i'm jay baxter and we're gonna be bullshitting about the formative years of console gaming as we revisit the periodicals that covered it again this is the first episode with jay so i figure we should probably explain how the fuck that came to be the case (laughs) uh how the fuck long have we known each other now
0: (laughs) i don't even know it's like college Definitely college. college. Yeah, yeah.
1: (laughs) It was my sophomore year, so I was 19, and that is damn near 20 years. (laughs) As I approach 40 here
0: in a couple days, wow. (laughs) Right.
1: Yeah, precisely. Yeah, happy, happy fucking early birthday. (laughs) (laughs) Thank you, sir. I hope I hope something cooler happens than fucking being uh, on the Imperial Schools of Honor podcast. (laughs) This is the coolest thing that has ever happened anywhere. Everyone
0: knows it. That's (laughs) it.
1: Uh, yeah, so we, we lived together I mean, yeah, we were in college, we were in a fraternity together uh, We hung out then too, of course uh, When I first moved You moved to NYC uh, well, Like what, What? I mean, how long before like a year. you were there? I think it was just a year before you Because you I guys came see. out to visit, yeah Right, okay uh, I felt like maybe maybe it was longer than that But yeah, my, my uh, when I moved to NYC In 05 uh, You and I got a place together And up in West Harlem so we lived together for just uh, t- t- like two and some change, wasn't it, or was it two on the dot?
0: Yeah, oh, West Harlem, <laughs> the Manhattan Harlemites.
1: That was the beginning, <laughs> was the beginning <laughs> of
0: our video game journey, right there.
1: It was, yeah. Oh. Uh, playing what the fuck, NBA Live or NBA Two K? What the hell was that? Something NBA Two K?
0: Something GameCube? Definitely GameCube because we were we were there and Madden. One of the Maddens, like the good Madden though. Like was, Madden.
1: GameCube, was GameCube current then, or was it? outdated
0: i, mean, I, feel, we're like, I feel like stuff, it was behind i feel like it was a little outdated then
1: probably yeah because i think i mean i kind of was off the bus for video games like hey, even when i i had that gamecube in college but it was just like I don't know. It was not a focus of my other than Animal Crossing. It was not really a focus. Yeah, of my <laughs> oh,
0: I remember you in the Animal Crossing. I was like, dude, what yeah. are you
1: playing? <laughs> oh that game, the, the new one's coming out on Switch. I'm gonna, I'm gonna lose my mind when it comes out. I cannot <laughs> wait. It looks so good. I was watching the trailers and shit. They keep delaying the release date. I'm so excited. Uh, Animal Crossing is fantastic, but um, <laughs> yeah. So yeah, we lived together in West Harlem for a bit, and then another. I mean, another another thing I was thinking. When I was just like trying to piece together historic data points for us, we, we worked together on both the first feature I ever acted in, which was that oh. campy little horror film Death on Demand. And it <laughs> yeah. was also we also worked together on the very first feature I produced All God's Creatures. So I thought that was a cool thing that I had, ne- had never occurred to me before. <laughs>
0: nice. I'll, I'll be a footnote in your future success
1: <laughs> At the beginning I was there at the beginning Get get that on the IMDb trivia uh, Cool man, so yeah, I mean I guess maybe Give give me like, give us like a fucking Two, three sentence summation Of who you are, what you're doing And uh, I don't know Maybe something about video games that, that Means something to you yeah. Yeah, man, I I love gaming. You
0: know, I've I've been a gamer ever since I was a kid. I moved out here to Seattle with my wife and kids, and actually hoping to work here in the video game industry in a bit. So moving in that direction. Uh, But yeah, I mean, gaming's always been what I'm doing. You know, it's I it's I use that as a way to keep track of friends across the country. You know, I'm playing like the game Dauntless. I don't know if you've ever played that. I play that with my little brother just because it's cross platform. So yeah, man, I'm just talking about it ready to do it
1: <laughs> uh what what do you what line of work give like actual life stuff jay how many kids do you have
0: <laughs> oh, you want to know my real <laughs> life stuff. you want me to tell yeah. the people who, okay. who are you yeah we have, who are you, jay? <laughs> i'm a hidden figure i'm a man of mystery no uh, <laughs> actually i am a cpa by trade so i actually work for a consulting firm just really doing a lot of boring financial stuff helping helping people make the money and Make more money, essentially. I,
1: I can't. I can't wait for our collaborations on the economic analysis. Like <laughs> yeah, right, real, real like riveting in, stuff. Yeah, infinitely more qualified for it than I am, and I'm looking forward to how, <laughs> high, how like how high concept we can take that. <laughs> hey, I, I can
0: we, pull out a calculator. You want to get real, r- real? Oh, yeah. We
1: could actually. Uh, I've done everything. They're usually just uh, like um, you know verbal, <laughs> verbal, rough analyses. We could probably start start again infl- influx of actual. Uh, 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 data visualization like fucking some sort of Excel spreadsheet to fucking build these things <laughs> <laughs> we can get real nerdy with it yeah, real, yeah <laughs> well, that's down the line baby steps <laughs> um, cool man alright well fucking A that's the I figured uh any, any listeners that've been listening for a while probably want to know who the hell is talking at their face now. So, are uh, talking at their head now. So, with that uh, little history lesson behind us, we are in the midst of a game episode today, and that game is the Sega Master System port of Taito's arcade barbarian Smash. Uh, maybe kind of sort of Conan ripoff, Rasta. <laughs> oh, kind of <And> sort of, <laughs> just slightly. <laughs> You, you you didn't get to go through the uh, issue of Sega whatever the f- team channel whatever the fuck the thing's called their newsletters where they talked about it, dude. They like blatantly spoke about like they just no shame about the fact that really this, <laughs> infringing copyright with everything about this game and like yeah I mean they they actually uh, mentioned Conan by name in the magazine <laughs> just like, like completely shameless uh, uh, the the IP infringement there. Um. So yeah, they were aware. Uh, so just emulation disclosure, I emulated the game on Fusion on my PC, and I think something really interesting about you being here now, Jay, is that you are emulating from a Mac perspective now. So tell me what the hell you emulated this game on.
0: <laughs> yeah, I, it was interesting. I, I wasn't sure what to use at first, but I found this awesome emulator, Open EMU. It's pretty great. I mean, I was able to smoothly port this game. I mean, it, it runs perfectly. I've never been able to say that on a Mac, so Mac's come up. <laughs> cool.
1: I'm, I'm curious to see whether one with the, because of that cross-platform thing, I'm wondering if we'll be able to find a way to play net play uh, oh. with these games. Um, I wonder if that will be a... a will be prohibitive at all the the platform thing but 2020 we should be able to figure out any, uh, just about anything but not oh, particular yeah. at 8-bit level but we'll we'll see i suppose <laughs> okay so before we get started please rate and review this fucking podcast if you could take a minute to do that that helps us out a lot and uh now what are we playing jay what are you playing now
0: Dude, the game that I just cannot put down these days is Horizon Zero Dawn. Have you played it?
1: Uh, no, I've never heard of it. Oh, I've never dude. heard of another one either. What's, what's the one you say you played with your little brother? Dauntless. Uh, Dauntless. It?
0: So Dauntless is kind of like Monster Hunter World, those type of games where you're essentially okay. just going out on hunts, hunting these monsters over and over again. But you're getting like different weapons. You have to use certain weapons and certain gear against certain types of behemoths and and that game is really fun because it, I mean, you could play it on Mac, like PC, Xbox, Switch, every, like everything, PS4, like you can play it everywhere. And so it's just a lot of fun. And uh,
1: I think, yeah, I, think man, I had a, really a Monster Hunter on my PS3. I believe I had one of the Monster Hunters. So I really, I didn't know it was that it, long ago. It was kind of, I don't know, it was kind of, um, I don't know. I need a story, man. Like it didn't have a story. It, it was just like you're just you just you're killing another thing. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I need a story. Yeah.
0: Sometimes you just need to go out and hack some stuff up, you know. Sure. sure, sure. <laughs> but uh, yeah, man. Horizon Zero Dawn. That game. It is like post-apocalyptic, but you're in in this world, and you're basically an outcast of this tribe. And but and you're this girl, this redheaded girl. But you're you're growing up with your dad. You're an outcast of this tribe, and you're coming of age. And as part of this, your dad's preparing you to go through this trial to really rejoin the tribe. And so, like, there's no technology or anything. It's very primitive. However, there's like these metal machines out there, and you end up going through this quest, and you're learning about like what happened to basically our world. You know, like 50 years in the future, oh,
1: man. and That's like awesome. Way well, up my alley. It's, and it's
0: <laughs> awesome. The gameplay is real smooth. Dude, I highly recommend. It's a PS4 exclusive. So.
1: Okay. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Sorry, you sound know, like, sounds like you a sound commercial. Like, but... <laughs> yeah, so you sound like Sony paid you to say that. <laughs> <laughs> well, no. The, the story behind yeah. that. The, ISO, the ISOH yeah. podcast takes some time off and comes back <laughs> from product placement. <laughs>
0: no I've, I've always been an xbox guy but my wife surprised me with a ps4 for christmas so i was like it, it came with the game so i was like well i've never heard of this game before because i've always been xbox but yeah i, ca- I can't put this game down
1: hmm. i'll have to check that out Yeah, i love post-apocalyptic shit i, I fucking absolutely like I'm, it's one of my saddest gaming things ever is how not fun and kind of a miss fallout four was uh, oh my God. Uh. Like, i i, I love new vegas i love three and i was so fired up for four yes it, it just was not you know i mean like the setting the, the boston setting is cool like i mean the you know a really urban setting is really interesting to me in a post-apocalyptic, post-apocalyptic deal um but they, it was just not, I don't know, something about it just, it was not fulfilling. I mean, I still, yeah, I played through it. I'm pretty sure, I'm, I think I beat it. I honestly can't even remember, which is not oh, a good Oh, you played sign. through the whole thing. Wow,
0: that's impressive.
1: I think so. I'm, I'm, I am I'm. mean, the main, you know, I mean, it's, Fallout is has all these ancillary little offshoots that you can get yourself into, yeah. story-wise. But I think the main quest, I'm pretty sure I got through. I, I can't remember offhand now, but um, it definitely, I mean, I know it was a slog uh, on the ladder, on the back nine of it, just to like, to, to do... Uh, to get through it because it just yeah it wasn't I don't know it just didn't did not have the same level of immersion or something and like the whole the whole uh, the city building thing which is also right up my alley like I I am like a completionist I love collecting shit <laughs> like, you know, like it does not bother me to do tedious tasks within a game as long as it like has a purpose and like a narrative significance to it uh, but I felt like the, the like the little city building aspect of it just did not it just i don't know it was kind of frivolous it didn't really have a mm. point it it was just building for the sake of building and there was no like narrative benefit to it uh yeah. and that kind of, and so much of that game is focused on that seemingly like it was you know they, they tried to steer you to that because it was a new aspect of it uh and it just you know it wasn't fulfilling but yeah that, that is another topic um <laughs> so that's it that, anything yeah anything else or
0: no nah, those are really it right now just i've that, uh,
1: can't put it down, so I guess that explains (laughs) it. Yeah, I mean,
0: (laughs) yeah, I I just finished up, actually, right over the holidays, I finished up Marvel Ultimate Alliance 3 on the Switch. I don't know if you ever played that game. Uh, It's like like if you took the old school X-Men arcade game, like the four-player game, and, like, upgraded it to where now you can get, like, better skills and stuff. Oh, yeah, you're, like, going through levels, and it's pretty awesome. I actually played with my daughter. It's pretty fun. Yeah, finished it up.
1: Uh, yeah, there's that. I haven't played a good beat 'em up in quite some time. There's, I don't know. Again, I'm always looking for story, and there's fucking so many options now that, like, just, like, a (sighs) fuck-around is really hard to get into, because I'm always have, like, another, like, Red Dead 2 or some massive month-long, mini-month game. Oh, man. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. But sometimes uh, you can get sucked
0: into that world sometimes like you know what I, I just need something light, you know Well, it's not.
1: And you know, actually one of one of my things is kind of that and I, and I do revel in and kind of yes It's simplicity. Um, So I'll get to that but cool man. All right. Well, so yeah, I, I've uh, it's been a while since I got to ramble about what I've been playing so I have a little bit of a backlog here, but uh, One of the things I've told you a bunch about it uh, Overcooked Two on switch. This is I mean like back in like fucking early December, I think and uh, Mm-hmm. Amy and I got, to, we, we, we uh got all the way to the end of the game, and like most of these, you know, it's like, I've explained it to you, it's kind of like a, you know, fucking, I don't know, it's like these like frantic little three to five minute levels where you're like, just doing a bunch of little mundane cooking chores, and it's about teamwork. And you're trying to like the the environments will try to complicate your your like. There's usually like a little two, three, or four step process to make these little dishes that come in like orders come in from hypothetical customers, and you in your little kitchen, no matter how crazy of a kitchen it may be, have to make burgers, <laughs> or sushi, or whatever the fuck it is, and do it in the right order. Cook the things before they set shit on fire, and like you got to do these <laughs> little thing, and like you it's you know a, a lot of multitasking and being able to balance a bunch of different things and then uh, especially in like a teamwork setting so like you know that's ultra frantic and like you know you have to get a certain number of points to get to like get enough stars to be able to just move on to the next level and most of them are rather short and like we get to the final fucking level and it's like this 15 minute multi environment thing that you have to get through and it's just like 15 minutes of that feeling and it's like it's too (laughs) much it's way too much emotionally (laughs) to try like we we, uh, we failed the one time and i was like i can't do this again <laughs> <laughs> and i just every time I about trying to play the game again i'm just like over- overwhelmed by the emotion of trying of thinking about feeling <laughs> that way for 15 minutes again it's too intense you're <laughs> yeah, flipping burgers and intense. jumping over puddles and dodging
0: right, rats yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah. oh man
1: so- Super simple uh, in theory, but incredibly frantic uh, in application. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> so, so to the level, final level on that, but uh, I haven't beat yet, even though that was quite some time ago. Uh, and one of the, probably one of the more interesting things that uh, I played a bunch of was, have you played Resident Evil 7 at all? Not seven, no. That. Bio- yeah, Biohazard. Yeah. Dude, I have. I have it for VR for PSVR. And what? Holy shit, dude! I mean. I've talked about it before on here. It's like... Is it terrifying? Dude, it's fucking terrifying. And like... I don't know if I I can handle it. The last one I played before this, I think anyways, was actually on GameCube. It's funny we were just talking about that. I had Resident Evil Zero, I think it was called. And it was a two-disc game, and I remember the one disc was fucked up, so I never beat it. But the... uh, Even that... Playing that game in a dark room was terrifying. <laughs> <laughs> uh, GameCube Ugh. in like whatever that was, two thousand fucking five or something, four or five. Uh, playing it on PSVR in a dark room alone is fucking terrifying, <laughs> and no, it's thank just you. it's yeah, <laughs> so, it's so well done, dude. Because uh, you know, I mean, so much about uh, horror and like being scared is like auditory stuff and like mm-hmm. the isolation feeling that they can oh. convey in the PS and or in the VR uh, technology is so well done, dude. And it's so good because it's, you know, you go through this long stints where just nothing happening. And you like, the longer you go where nothing's happening, you're like, something's got to happen. <laughs> <laughs> of course. It's, it's <laughs> the fear exactly. is increasing. <laughs> exactly. Uh. Absolutely. T- uh, yeah. So good. But yeah, I, I, I've had it for a long time now, like fucking, a couple of years. And I think, and, uh, I got stuck at some point, and I couldn't, whatever, and just gave up, stopped playing. And I got a hair up my ass uh, in, like, mid-December. I had, like, five dark days on that Danzig movie I told you I was doing in December. And uh, for whatever reason, I fired that up. And, like, I don't even know what the hell I was stuck on. I can't remember, but it must have been a bullshit thing because I was immediately making progress again. And I ended up playing the shit out of it five days straight, and I and I beat it. And nice. it's just, it's, oh, it's so fucking good, dude. Like, I, I mean, I, I immediately downloaded all the DLC. <laughs> like, the, <laughs> second, like the, the, the credits fold, I just went to the PS store and started looking for the DLC. <laughs> oh, <wow. laughs> so that is a, a pretty good testament to how your experience was playing the game. But yeah, so well done. So fucking good. I cannot recommend it enough. Uh, particularly if you can score it in a VR way, because it's, I, like, there's just survival horror is just, that's, I mean, man. Yeah. I'm sure I don't think a I don't thing. Know. Yeah, I'm sure they'll think of things that are better, uh, better uh, enjoyed in that medium. But <laughs> survival horror is right up there with like what it was meant, what it was made for, you know. Um, and yeah, I, and in, in in the PSVR, I mean, I haven't really. It's not like I've done a bunch of, a bunch of Oculus play or anything like that, or any of the more heavy hitting VR sets that you can get. But I mean, I, to my knowledge, the PlayStation VR is like pathetic compared to those. So like, if you play that game on one of the higher end VR things, it's probably again overwhelming <laughs> wow. you know uh, that would see, be I... way
0: too intense for me man the last time i played like resident evil at all i just remember being in the house by myself like no one was around of course it was at night and it was absolutely terrifying i remember just being done after that because i had played it like for days you know when other people were in the house but that moment was kind of the end that was like the last time <laughs> I played. it was like i'm good with this game i'm good
1: hello <laughs> uh well, yeah, dude. If you if you can maybe maybe uh, have Courtney hang out in the other room while you do it, just so you know you have a, safe, <laughs> a, 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 a uh, some sort of safety net uh, nearby, because uh, it's an incredible experience. Uh, and actually, I had the on, on PS4. Like, they, I don't know if it's still the case, but they had. Uh, this you could buy this season pack thing it was like basically 60 percent off for all the D. I got all the dlc in the game because it's kind of an older game now at this point for 11 90 1190, so 12 bucks for Uh-oh. all six, six modules of dlc for it I got them all for 12 bucks so that was a pretty good fucking deal uh, so i guess i'm kind of glad that i i uh spaced on playing the game for a year and some change because i'm sure if i had downloaded that shit when I first got the game, I probably would have paid 60 bucks for all, for all <laughs> that shit. Uh, nice. They're cool. Like the, the, uh, the, the DLCs have been cool. Some of them are kind of, they're just like, I mean, there's one that's kind of just like a little mini game. Like, you know, they're not all like fully developed, uh, narrative stories that you're going through. Some of them are just kind of fuck around things. So, um, if you spent a ton of money on it, it probably wouldn't be a good value, but for 12 bucks, no doubt. Yeah. Um, yeah it basically made me it left me feeling like i need to go back because i mean like i said the last one i played was on gamecube so i'm i don't even know how many there's been since then but i bet it's a lot of them (laughs) (laughs) oh yeah (laughs) i I need to go back and play all of them i think because uh it it makes me kind of sad they won't be on vr i don't think anyways i don't know i think they did do a remaster of the very first one but i don't know if they're releasing newer versions of any of the you know the, the middle ground ones between here and there um, but I would like to play them cause I've missed out on, on most of them, I think. And after playing this one, it was just an incredible experience and I fucking think I need to go back and revisit what I missed. And so I've been playing a shit ton of Mike Tyson's punch out and <laughs> uh, it's so good, dude. It's so fucking good. It's the greatest game ever. Uh, it's hands down my favorite NES game and it's so good to play it on OG hardware because you can't, if you play you emulating your clock clean, it's way
0: harder. Why?
1: Yeah, the time, it's timing and the, the control, it's, it, it was, it's, a, it's a perfectly built system uh, that is like, it just you can't do it on anything but the actual Nintendo if you want the real experience of it. Yeah. Uh, but anyways, my point is, I can't fucking beat soda sort of popular, like I used to do, when I was, the last time I was playing this game, and it was probably, I don't know, college, with any regularity, when I'd go home, I'd play at my uncle's house, I could get to basically to Mike Tyson without too much trouble. Like, pretty much every time. Super Macho Man would give me a little bit of trouble, the guy right before Tyson, but... Pretty ri- pretty routinely, and I've never beat Tyson in my life. But I could get to Tyson with ease every time. I fire this fucking game up now, and then Soda Popinski cleans my fucking clock every t- <laughs> <laughs> every time I fight him. And it, dude, it's like I'm like I'm like yelling terrible shit at my TV like a child. It's like it's like really really bothering me, and I I'm starting to think that I'm like declining physically, dude. Oh no! <laughs> like, like I genuinely think the only explanation is my response time is is somehow degraded even if it's a nanoseconds like because i am getting <laughs> my ass whooped at something that i've for my entire life been able to do with ease uh and it doesn't make any sense it's not like i don't play video games it's not like i'm like completely from right. the, the, the the mechanic or the fucking you know the muscles <laughs> through, the, the synapse activity i need to do to play these fucking games well it's not like i'm not out of tune with that. Uh, so the only answer is yeah, just actual, totally physical decline, man. It's a really depressing thought. <laughs> <laughs> no, I, I think we can just
0: claim system differences. You know, it's a different time. Everything's different. It's not the same. Because I had that same experience that. playing Mega Man. Like, honestly, exact same thing playing Mega Man. I can get to freaking Mega Man 2, get all the way to the end. Freaking, oh, doctor, it, it just doesn't work. I cannot beat the freaking dragon to get to the we'll final boss right. to save my we'll life.
1: I don't understand. Dude, that's always been hard though, dude. Mega uh, Man's hard. Mega Man is really hard. That's what I could beat point. that back in the day, but oh, uh, yeah, now that's that's genuinely hard though. Like, dude, Soda Popovsky is not hard. I know what he's gonna do. I just can't <laughs> time it up and do it right. Because <laughs> I mean, game's all, like, you know—it's not even a boxing game. Mike has a Punch Out is not even a boxing game. It's a—it's a—it's a real-time puzzle game. You know, like you're just trying—you're—you're—you're you're, you're looking for the tells and you're memorizing patterns. Uh. That you have to react to. It is not like, you know, I mean, I guess any boxing match is kind of like that, but it, it is particularly so in the case true, of my guys' true. And it's not, you know, I, it's not really reaction time. Like they do the same thing in response to the things you do kind of really dependably. Yeah. <laughs> uh, but I just can't, I just physically, like I see it coming. I just, I'm like, I'm thinking to hit the button and it's just not happening. <laughs> well, I guess you're no man then. Uh <laughs> oh. <laughs> so and then the only other thing i had is I, I got luigi's mansion for christmas uh on switch and it is oh. uh yeah i played the game one a really long time ago and um, that was a good game i enjoyed that and it's very reminiscent of what my recall of that game experience was uh and it's kind of this calling back to the very first thing we were talking about at the top of the seg- segment uh it's like a very low stress gaming experience. it's just not it, it it's 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 Super relaxed, and it's not, uh, there's not a lot of, you know, it's not an intense, you don't really, the puzzles are kind of half assed. There's nothing really too hard about it. It's just kind of a fun, fuck off game, uh, nice. but not totally devoid of entertainment, you know, um, uh, and yes, it's not, uh, my point being that it is, a, it is a nice reprieve from some, something like a Resident Evil or, 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 or a Fallout or world. Or just yeah, intense, uh, immersive thing. It's kind of just a fuck around, you know chuckle at the screen every now and again
0: i don't think um, i've ever seen that game is it is it more like the old school mario type games
1: um it's you like you control luigi obviously and it's like usually the other characters have been captured and you you kind of it's a little ghostbustery and that you have like this pack where you're there that you're in a place that's haunted by a bunch of. Uh, various ghosts, and you need to go around and capture the ghosts for some sort of narrative reason. (laughs) And it's very, very, you know, any Mario game, very cartoon. But, yeah, instead of, like, jumping on things or uh, platforming, really, you're doing more of kind of trying to drive. You're trying to – it's like a hide-and-seek game almost, where you're kind of trying to find these hidden ghosts in different places and then – the actual fights with the bigger, the boss enemies and stuff are kind of like, um, yeah, more of these like real time puzzle strategy things where you're trying to figure out the chinks in their armor and how Mm. to wear them down or whatever to capture them. So yeah, it's a a really fun, uh, you do your kids probably, it's built for you to play with your kids actually. It's like a really good couch co-op game uh, that you can play with two people at the same time. So it's really, really fucking He's looking um, for
0: a good couch co-op.
1: And that's, like I said, it's, it's target, It's it's a Mario game, so it's built for kids, you know. Perfect. <laughs> uh, but enough there for an adult to enjoy it, too. And that's what the fuck I'm playing now. Uh, on to Roston for Sega Master System.
0: And that was the Rastan Game Theme 4, bringing us
1: out to the overview. Josh. Yes, And the synopsis is Journey into the Dark Lands of Semia where no man dares to tread. A princess has been kidnapped. If you rescue her, untold riches will be a reward. But you're a barbarian, a master of cold steel, and who really controls your destiny. And going through and analyzing these games and their lore for this podcast (laughs) has really brought it to the forefront of my awareness how fixated the male psyche is on possessing An idyllic female as literally a possession. (laughs) Like, all these games that hinge often, like, with no – neck, like, next to no supporting rationale on a male hero stopping at nothing to reach and take possession of a female that will supposedly unlock all the character desires. Like, it's fucking insane. (laughs) That's so <laughs> many games. Like that's so many games in the story. <laughs> that's a pinnacle of life. If your
0: life, if you're not reaching out to grab that female, you're failing at your quest.
1: Like, yeah, not even like Lily, just to I mean this that story, like you possess her. Like literally, you need her to you need to physically gain control of her and then you're happy. <laughs> wow. Oh my gosh. Oh my that's women. Like, <laughs> it's tough like on kids, I think, on on a regular basis like this. Anyhow. Uh, the, uh
0: what is the game format <laughs> this is a classic side-scrolling platformer
1: that is it yeah it is very straightforward to say the least yeah uh and it is a it's the release of it it was it, it hit the Sega Master System in April of 89 and it was an arcade port that was released in 87 so the the, the cover art of this it's they they, they keep the the not like So many of these, and you you haven't been here for this reoccurring fucking problem with Sega, but but so many of the or all of the I shouldn't say so many, pretty much all the box covers of Sega Master System games have this very stock uh, cross thatch background to them, and then a very like the the at most the lower third will have some sort of art. That's like a foreground piece of art that pertains to the game in some way, shape, or form. And often, oh, yeah. it's this very stock font of the title. Like, they don't even fucking bother.
0: Dude, I, <laughs> dude. dude I, I, I saw that white background, and I wrote it down in my notes. I was like, that reminds me of childhood, just seeing that white Sega background, like everywhere. Right. But, but only
1: but yeah, only uh, only only on the store shelves never at home because who the fuck yeah. is buying those
2: things?
1: <laughs> right so anyways my point is they for the for the cover art they actually kept the raston f- uh, font the kind of i don't know what you call that kind of jewelry the, looking the steel yeah, yeah uh font which is cool and and it step up from what they they often give you for these things um and that helps a ton to make this cover art um Better, but it still sucks. Uh, the <laughs> illustration, the illustration looks something like something from like a stock '80s Saturday morning cartoon, is what I would say. <laughs> I mean, but this is probably around that time, you know, so it gotta make sense. <laughs> it's, like, it's not applicable, but uh, I don't know. Just did the overall picture or the overall package is just again uh, underwhelming, uh, as in so many cases with these games on Sega, but. The manual is a monochrome blue and white cover, uh, but I do actually do like it way more than the exact same thing on the box cover in full color. <laughs> For some reason, I actually like really? the monochrome look to it on the, on the manual more so than the box cover. But uh, there is some cool pencil art throughout the thing as well. There's 22 pages and the cover, so it's not a skimp job. They actually give you some information in there uh page two has a full page uh of story expounding upon the synopsis a few pages earlier so they actually give you they go they go into a little more effort to develop a story here which is always commendable in these things uh that you're not just just oh, go through nice. the states and <laughs> like, trying to draw you in okay yeah they try to immerse you a little bit and i like that i appreciate that uh Page three explains game format. There are seven rounds, each with three scenes. And it explains that you gradually lose life in the third scene of each round, whether you're getting hit by shit or not.
0: Uh, and, and okay. That makes way more sense. I, not yeah. <laughs> I,
1: I read that when I was playing those levels, I'd have got super fucking pissed off. Like, <laughs> what the fuck happened to the guy? Nothing's happening. well, uh, yeah, but that's insane. That's that's a really insane oh. Um. Uh, guilty edition you know uh and they 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 give a explanation Uh, i don't know if it's in the man yeah i think in the manual uh they give an explanation basically that it's the the chambers where the bosses are do not have oxygen then so you're like the idea is that you're running out of air or something uh it's kind of what they're going for there i believe so interesting that's an
0: interesting mechanic to
1: throw in in the 80s who knew
0: that's kind of impressive
1: yeah, it is yeah it is i mean it's yeah you can give them you can say it's original if nothing else for sure uh in, in a game that is anything but but <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, right. Oh, boy. Uh, yeah, so the the, the pickup breakdown, uh, the, uh, I, the pickup items breakdown is all pretty standard stuff. Uh, except the, the only thing I thought was interesting out of all of them is the second to last thing is a roll of cloth that kills everything on the screen. Uh, and that is a very innocuous avatar choice for the most destructive pickup in the game. <laughs> roll of cloth, so that was an interesting choice <laughs> the um, loin cloth of destruction. <laughs> yeah right uh page 12 explains the water in semia is poisonous and does cause damage and yep. this is also a recurring thing with all these games so frequently water just causes instant death yeah. <laughs> like which is these fuck <laughs> <laughs> can uh, confirm <laughs> so this it's it's i like that uh you know, I get it, it's still a little insane that it hurts you too, but uh, I guess if you say it's poisonous and that it just, but it only takes some energy is better than instant death at least. So, yeah, uh, <laughs> anything's better than instant death for sure. Yeah, page fifteen has the enemy breakdown, and there's actually some really cool shit in here with cool art, uh, and they're all kind of, you know, traditional Dungeons and Dragons type fantasy uh, enemy type things. Um, but the one thing that I have of criticism here that there's a there's a Type of enemy called sword, well, like a line of enemies called sword things, axe things, mace things. Uh, is <laughs> really fucking lame on the on the <laughs> that, that that is the name. That's literally what they're called for the enemies. Yes, yeah, sword oh things, gosh. axe mace things. Um, wow. The Medusas and the Gorgons have bare breasts in their artwork, which is a whoa. <laughs> really? Oh, bare oh. Bre- Bare illustrated breasts in the fucking Sega uh, manual, which it's a wow. kid's.
0: apparently it was the wild wild west in the 80s video game world
1: nintendo is so uptight about so many things uh and there's just nintendo america just i mean they you know they stripped all anything with any religious undertones to it or religious symbolism anything that even encroached anywhere near sexual uh just not happening in any NES game. So it's, it's, there are so many things about the, the differing philosophy. Like one of the most interesting things about this little fucking project here has been like the differing philosophies in management between Sega and Nintendo America. Just like Sega is much more, and it, 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 it gets even more, uh, I don't know, uh, a bigger deal in the 16 bit era, because that, that's when they really tried to like say, you know, we're not, this is like Nintendo's for kids, you know? Uh, mm. and they, they, they that far with like their marketing slogans and shit at this point, but just like from a general uh, philosophy standpoint, you could see shit like this where it is just you know they just didn't care about dumbing it down for kids necessarily, <laughs> you know, like... <laughs> so you could just let it all hang out. They're like, oh, this yeah, this is our game. Uh, and then lastly, the boss names are uh, are all pretty cool: Kintoris, Slayer, Arios, Shukukamas, Federak... And a red dragon. Uh, they actually call it Reed dragon That's wrong, but they mean red dragon, I imagine. <laughs> <laughs> uh, and then a, a helpful hint section after that gets into more into the... Uh, uh, the that's Yeah, this is where it explained the, the third scene, constant damage-taking. Um, they say, Fight the lords of Simia as quickly as possible. The air in their chambers will cause your life meter to run, whether hitting you or not. Uh, so it's the boss's chamber, and I guess that's less ridiculous. Uh, it's still a biatch, though. So, Yeah is there any notable history that you dug up here in your first little history or your first little research fucking efforts?
0: (laughs) Oh my gosh.
1: Yes. So
0: I had never heard of this game before being a Nintendo guy. Like, you know, you and I talked about, but it's just so interesting. You know, we picked up the game and I first thought, okay, this is definitely Conan. (laughs) I'm looking into the, I'm, I'm, I'm looking into the history. And yeah, in 1986, some dude named Kobayashi wanted to license Conan the Bar- Barbarian. Like, he literally wanted to make that game. And so they were halfway through developing this Conan the Barbarian game. Without when the they
2: were
0: Without the licensing. <laughs> like, Datasoft had already held the license because they made a game in 1984. So literally two years o- earlier on the Commodore. So, <laughs> like, but what did they do? Instead of, like, starting over, they just reworked it. Like, literally made Conan and just changed his
1: name. And it's like switch idea. some stuff that's around. Funny. Yeah, that's hilarious. Yeah. It, it just and cracks me funny. up. And like the game, like they're so, uh, you know, they're they're relatively rudimentary. So like what, you know, yeah, literally, I just like, oh, just don't call it that then. Yeah, <laughs> that's exactly. really the only step that you need to take to not be infringing is just like, well, it's just, it's not that then. <laughs> His name is Rostan. Done. Yeah. Right. New right. game. They only changed three of the letters. Even they didn't even change all five letters. <laughs>
0: I wonder if they just had a dartboard. They're just like, oh, "Alright, that works." Rosten. Oh, touch. sorry, no,
1: six, that's six letters. Go. With so they, it. <laughs> sorry. I'm fucking up uh, the half there. Yeah, yeah, that's yeah, that's yeah, that's not not surprising cuz like I said and oh, it makes it all the more, I don't know. Well, who who was the developer of this? I'm forgetting. I should my answer. All right, Taito, right. Yeah, and, supposedly it was and, a huge hit. And, and, and well, I do I remember playing the I the the, the Arcade version was in like this laundromat or something that I remember being in as a kid relatively frequently, and I remember playing the shit out of the arcade game. And the arcade game is was awesome, dude. It's like way bigger sprites and like it looked beautiful, and it was it was a, for in my child mind a very good arcade game. Oh my uh, gosh, I believe
0: it. it. I, I saw that I looked up on the YouTube the the uh, uh, YouTube, arcade I version. It was so amazing, and <laughs> like it was so it was so much better. Is yeah,
1: right. I can believe it. That's something, you know, we, we you haven't heard, been part of that dialogue already, too, but a lot of these Sega games, especially the arcade ports, Master System, I'm saying, a lot of these Master System games, often, like, we, we fucked around with Altered Beast and the la- or I played a little bit of the Altered Beast oh, on Master Alter System. Beast. Right, you probably, in your mind, dude, you're thinking the, that that fond memory you just had, that noise you just made, was for mm-hmm. the Genesis version, it was not for the Master System version, and they tried to, and this was a great example of it, they tried to do too much, like the system like, actually, the, the Master System is better than Nintendo, hardware-wise, but it still can't do arcade level shit, and often when they tried to, like Afterburner did this too, when they tried to just emulate the arcade experience and make it look the same and make it play mm. the same, they just, it, it, the game was awful, like the frame rate's awful oh. and it's not be shit, and like the gameplay is awful because you're trying to do way more than the system's capable of. I will, be, I will commend them in this case because they actually like they they dumbed it down they made it they made the sprite smaller they made the graphics simpler you know mm-hmm. actually have gameplay that is relatively enjoyable and not choppy and fucked up because you know all it doesn't matter how it looks if it's not a good game and you can't fucking enjoy the activity of playing it uh it doesn't matter how it looks you know so <laughs> exactly i commend them for for understanding their limitations and actually uh, making a game that you could play um but yes it definitely did not look as good <laughs> <laughs> um, cool man all right well fucking hey that's the uh overview let's get into yeah we didn't do it despite having a a, a heavy hitter on the economic analysis uh, ability front now added to the mix here we still did not take any time or uh, did not have the time rather to do a uh, an extensive economic analysis in this game but i like i said I look forward to what happens in the future in that regard so that's the overview on to the playthrough game theme 2, bringing us into the actual playthrough here, creatively named uh, tr- Music Track. And the first thing, as with every game, is the title screen. The, In this case, the title treatment scrolls up from the bottom in silence. A press start flashes for a while before you get a dramatic but brief music cue ramping up for a single screen card of story uh, that's actually a tad different than any of the lore in the manual. Um, and that's really? kind of fucking yeah, uh, then it cuts to a demo or the very first stage. Uh, so nothing that uh, elaborate happening uh, with the title screen. So hit start, get that fucker rolling, and you get into it's uh, as the instruction book men- mentioned. You get kind of a numbered scene. Uh, um deal with it with the levels to to help you track your progress throughout the game. One-one is first, and you drop into this mountainous overworld area and there's a shit ton of grunts. They're called the Guardies. <laughs> the Guardies?
0: Uh, Dude, they look like fighting Grinches.
1: That's <laughs> what I, I thought we dropped and I was like, whoa, it's Conan
0: and I'm fighting Grinches. <laughs> yeah,
1: yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. So those are they're basically charging you from both sides of the screen at basically all times uh just like a constant onslaught uh, of spam <laughs> grinches yes <laughs> spam grinches uh you occasionally bump into uh they're called harpies the, they're like these flying shits and then kimler oh, so which are the fireball shooting fuckers that run on all fours what uh, are they called kimlers
0: Kimmlers. i was wondering what those are
1: right so there yeah i mean there those are far and few between relatively speaking it's mostly just a bunch of those green fuckers uh just running at you from each side of the screen uh throughout the whole damn thing actually (laughs) and (laughs) yeah yeah music is pretty cool and high octane uh albeit traditionally tinny like many of the sega tracks are uh and i hear what people like if you fucking listen to a lot of the uh old game podcasts, jay if you start doing that because you're fucking on this thing now uh like one of the, like big criticisms with both the, this and the Genesis is like the tinny sound that their music has. It's like I don't even know, I mean, I oh I, yeah,
0: oh, yeah, it, I could definitely call that out. That's the Sega sound,
1: yeah, sure, sure. Uh, I kind of like it. I, guess, I don't know, it's because I have an affinity for the Genesis, and that was you know I was on it and and and, and does but it doesn't bother me really. Uh, yeah. it's I, I like some of the. Uh, I even like some of the old PC speaker and mid-eye cranks, dude. <laughs> oh. I, I kind of like the sound of antiquated music to some degree. Uh, or like, I don't know, these 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 early technology interpretations of music, you shouldn't even call it music. They're not actually music.
0: <laughs> yeah, it just kind of fits. It kind of fits the game. You know, eight, you got some 8-bit graphics, you got the, the sound to go with it. It
1: kind of works. Sure. Uh, and yeah, if you bust out your down thrust attack on the block, that's obviously plugging up a hole. You could go down right at the start. Uh, you'll immediately get a weapon upgrade, the mace. And, um, that's like, I mentioned these, when we were talking the other day on the phone, like that it's teaching you, or it's, it's trying to teach you anyways, how important that is and getting you acclimated to it immediately because that mechanic is pretty much the cheat code for the game or not even oh I should call it
0: it's <laughs> when it's survive? <laughs> like, absolutely necessary and yeah. I of course did not follow the game and I just <laughs> went went ahead steam ahead didn't even know you could do that thing it's way harder <laughs> way harder without that
1: yeah
0: so, that's one of the one of the one of the
1: it's I, I have this completionist mentality that is often debilitating like I can't Like, it it slows down my life immensely in so many ways, and it's probably (laughs) productive for a lot of things in my life, but it is fantastic for video games, because I never miss anything. (laughs) I always, like, explore every possible thing before I proceed in most cases. Like, I hate... That's actually why I like, you know, story... Like, a lot of the games I like are games where you can take your time with it. Like, if I gotta just barrel ass through things, and that's the only way to make it, I often don't enjoy it, you know? Uh, So, in in one capacity, it is beneficial to be that way, like this, because yes, I... No, I want to find what's this block about. How do I deal with this block? And then it's down thrust, <laughs> and I knew immediately that I should be, I can, and and, and should be down thrusting uh, at all and, times. <laughs> right. So, uh, yeah, they teach you that. You go down there, and, and it's it gives you uh, um, was it the mace? I said yeah, and I, like I actually got in this first level uh, quite a few. Offensive and defensive upgrades. I got the fire sword, which is the most powerful weapon in the game, according to the instruction booklet, uh, as well as a shield and the mantle. And I think, giving you well, this is kind of a criticism, like giving you the most powerful weapon in the game in the first level, uh, albeit like you don't get to keep them; they're like a, you, you, only have yeah. them for a long time. Uh, but still, like the idea that you have are exposed to that in the very first level is kind of like it's you know I think showing your cards a little, a little fucking right. early. That's uh, the most
0: powerful in the game. That's kind of disappointing.
1: Yeah, the fire sword is, yeah.
0: But it was definitely easy. I remember taking that to, I don't know if it was that first boss or, I mean, how did you destroy everything in your path? It was great. <laughs> yeah, great.
1: <laughs> sure, yeah. Yeah, uh, yeah that's kind of like, I mean, the, they're, they're, I think they're, I mean, they might be planted in some cases. Uh, I didn't do a second playthrough of the game and compare fucking item locations, but <laughs> uh, uh it kind of feels like most of them are just random drops to some degree, you know? So like, yeah, you could end up getting things whenever uh, I think like I'm watching the playthrough here now, uh, this, this long play. And he had, he brought the, he had the ax going into the first boss. So uh, that's, Mm um, anyhow, so you, uh, you, you, you gotta do like a, there's a ton of learning how to work your way with the climbing rope shit, uh, like dealing with, like one of the reoccurring pain in the ass things of the game dealing with those because there's a lot of climbing in this game and 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 both the castle and the uh external levels uh where you got to like climb up these ropes and there's all there's often things running around at the top of them and like you know part of one (laughs) of the things you learn to do is how to navigate that and like trick them off and know the openings and know when you can get up there without getting your ass handed to you uh you know to, to climb up to the top of the ropes. so that's uh, one thing. This, I guess, also tries to teach you, you know, again, just trying to give you the fucking lay of the land with these uh, early levels. Good game design means teaching you how to play the game in the first few, you know, so.
0: Yeah, and it's not it's not too crazy climbing those ropes, too. I think they did a good job of not making it just way too intense with the first rope climbing, you know.
1: Sure, sure, sure. Uh, just easing into it for sure. Uh, and they also introduce these slopes that you can't get stable footing on. Uh, I and hate those often, slopes, man. Yeah, and they're often leading into pits, of course. Uh, and yeah, I mean, it kind of, you know, that's one of the things i well, probably, the thing I, t- I have most in my notes here is the jumping shit. So like, and like when you're <laughs> jumping off those, it's super tricky. And there's also only one trajectory, you know, yeah, it's a, it's a 45 degree trajectory. That's your only option with the jumping. So like, And you have to that. control your jumps,
0: too. Like, it, you're just, it's just like very much an exercise of jump control.
1: You know? Right. And you can get in situations, that happened many times in the game, where you get in a platforming situation where there might be a platform with water on each side of it. And because of the limited, like the only the one flight trajectory path, there was no way once I was in, like, got into the water to get back onto the platform. Yes! Like, that happened to me a few times, and that obviously is, is incredibly frustrating that there's just, you know, that's a that's just a gameplay mechanic failure. Like, there's no skill that I'm failing at there. It's just literally, there's no... It does not have the mechanic or the control to get myself out of this fucking situation. Yeah,
0: like, you cannot angle
1: yourself at 30 degrees to, to make the jump where you need to go. And that's that's really uh. frustrating, so... Would have been nice if they'd have done a little better with that. But uh, generally speaking, I pretty much dusted this area as quickly and easily as one should the first level. And you enter a castle at the end of it, so they don't fuck around here. They take you right into a castle. (laughs) Uh, As the box cover would insinuate, you would be doing a lot of uh, uh, traversing, you know, a barbarian game. You're probably going to be in castles. Uh, So (laughs) the Castle Interior 1-2 looks like a castle interior, as it should. And the music is a little different, so they have some variation. They're not just dumping the same track on you in every level, which, again, some of these Master System games will do to you. So that was Nice. Yeah. and it's also good too i mean generally i think the music is pretty fucking good in this game i don't know uh, i thought it was good too man i thought the, i thought the music
0: as well as even the scenery like when you walked in that castle i think like <laughs> it was almost like in the background there was like a sunset you know in the in the windows of
1: the castle or something it was really cool yeah i, I do it's frequently have been impressed uh, when they didn't try to do too much <clears throat> with what <clears throat> the Master System was capable of relative to because again, yeah I'm the same way as you. I, my childhood experience was exclusively the Nintendo. Um, so you know, to, to be frank, the Nintendo looks like shit. <laughs> <You> know, <laughs> looks like total fucking shit most of the games. So uh, I, I'm often I've, I've often been impressed with the way things look uh, in these games um it's just I mean you know not I honestly not even playing the same sandbox i don't think like it's way fucking better looking <laughs> than most nes games most of these games um so yeah that's cool uh you're immediately get into this level <clears throat> faced with these fire pits with fireballs flying up out of them uh, a little a la bowser castle and super mario brother is what i thought of looking at those <laughs> oh uh, yeah. And you get uh, a lot of the basic grunt shit, and uh, this is your first encounter with the sword things uh, populating the, the, this castle. And was, I kind of was – it was a rather quick stage. Like a lot of – you do a lot of climbing on chain ropes and avoiding the hidden spears that poke out of the walls, you know. Um, and But I was shocked at how quickly I got to what ended up being the boss's chamber, you know. <laughs> you know? Oh, yeah.
0: <clears throat> it's like you just um, memorize where the spots are, and it's like, oh, yeah, I'm there.
1: All right. And, uh, there's a little bit, you can, you can benefit the, the, they do a little bit of, um, like the jumping from rope to rope thing. You can kind of get past some of the spear bullshit, uh, at the latter half of the stage if you, if you learn that little trick, so. Oh yeah. Even if you take a hit or two, you're good. (laughs) Right. right, right. So yes, straight into the fucking boss battle time. Kintoris is the first battle, uh, which is a, I would say it's a poorly veiled play on a centaur. I was uh, going to
0: say, I was like, is that a centaur or minotaur? Which, right, which, right. One? which
1: <laughs> one? What's the difference, Jay? <laughs> <the> centaur is <laughs> uh, uh, centaurs definitely,
0: I think that is the horse bottom and then the minotaur is like the, the bull head or something. Okay. All right. Okay. I think so.
1: I can't, I cannot refute either, you know, I don't, I don't have the data to argue with you. I'm just curious if you knew. <laughs> <laughs> Maybe uh, vice versa. Yeah. So yes, actually yeah, the, the it's it the it is a centaur and the centaur is a man's torso and a head conjoined with a horse's body in hindquarters wielding a sword. That is the official definition I found on the internet. <laughs> uh, the internet always always helps. Right. Yeah, and like yes, I mean I already mentioned it, but like one two was so short that like I got into this having no exposure to this game previously. Uh, at least not other than that brief arcade version and, and like the arcade, you know, arcade games are so fucking hard. I'm sure I never even got to the first boss. When I was a kid. <laughs> but, right. Uh, that meant, to, you know, they're there to eat your quarters and I'm sure I didn't have many of them. Uh, so, <laughs> so yeah, I got into this boss fight and like, it took me a moment to even realize that I was in a boss battle.
0: <laughs> <laughs> You're just like fighting something like, all right, well, yeah, like, just...
1: Minute, it's just the boss. Yeah. I definitely had that moment of like, am not, not real sure. Uh, yeah. And like cause the boss sprite wasn't significantly larger. Than the grunt sprites, you know. Yeah. Um, so yeah, it it, it it also a notable thing I wrote down. It didn't seem to give much of a shit about me. <laughs> so like that also led me to think that maybe it wasn't a boss because it didn't wasn't trying to kill me. Uh, he was, it was just kind of
0: just... going back and forth, like marching.
1: <laughs> yeah, right? yeah, he rides back and forth a lot. He didn't like he barely aggroed at me at all, uh, which was you know not not typical boss behavior. <laughs> <laughs> right. Typically much uh, more aggressive. Right, right. So yeah, he so yeah, he basically just runs all the way to like you know, it's like the, the, the screen, the boss chamber is it's multiple screens wide, and you're not fast enough to really catch up to him, but he definitely just runs back and forth to like the far the, the the ends of the room basically the the walls uh so like uh, the boss battle was a lot of you're like you're trying to chase him but you can't catch him <laughs> you know? right and he's just running away from you and like basically the, the 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 only opportunity i was finding to actually engage with him was yes at the walls like when he turned back to me and then you know you get a hit in uh and he would run you know right through and head to the other wall and like that again just super fucking weird <laughs> <laughs> boss, nothing like honestly i can't think of a single boss battle i've ever had like that in all my gaming experience of like these pla- old platformers you know uh where the boss is just not trying to engage you at all <laughs>
0: <laughs> well, yeah I, uh, I would just sit up top on the wall like above him and just watch him run back and forth and i would just jump and just do one of those
1: down slices on him like okay so you had you had three of those and he was done yeah time for This okay okay yeah. Um, uh, yeah, like, I mean, it, yeah, I, I, honestly, my biggest challenge with it was because of being unable to catch him and I guess not thinking to just sit there and wait, maybe, uh, probably would have been smarter in hindsight, but I was chasing him. So what I was really doing was just watching my life meter go down. <laughs> <laughs> like, not Basically. <laughs> uh, so yeah, I mean, it was relatively easy to avoid damage. Like I didn't really have any problems with him getting my ass. Uh, I was just whacking him. And duck as he turns back around, uh, and yeah. he would swing over your head and then jump over you. You know, uh, so I would do that at each wall, and he wasn't getting me, but I was losing life because of the the drain thing. You know, um, so yeah, I damn like I came super close to dying, even though he barely hit me. <laughs> you know, uh, so that was yeah a very interesting first boss battle for sure. Um, but it was a, a first time thing, I assume. You didn't have fucking much more trouble with them either, yeah.
0: Well, yeah. I mean, the first time, I definitely he definitely kicked my ass multiple times at first. Oh, really? <laughs> well, yeah, because I I went in just kind of thinking I could just slice him up at first, and I think the same thing that you did, where I wasn't sure if he was a boss, so I just kind of ran in, <laughs> sliced him, and he just killed me. And I was like, wait a minute, why did I die? Because I didn't even I didn't try to dodge him. I was oh, like, whatever,
1: out. I'm yeah. I'm OP. I got this. Well, why did, did not you, have I, that. Why did he do that much damage to me? Oh, <laughs> yeah.
0: So, so i definitely had to come in and then i started chasing him around like you did and then i was like that's when i stumbled onto the whole down slice thing and then it was over after that right all right, right so it's probably third attempt
1: for sure Word. so you come out of that and uh you're into two one here and the so you like you'll like, you quickly learn like there's a very specific format to these they call them scenes the the three different levels to each scene uh mm-hmm. you do an exterior level you go into a castle type level in in which is the third level, the boss's chamber, and like every one of them follows that format. Um, so kind of formulaic, uh, reliable. Yeah, because really, really, <laughs> yeah. you could say that if you want dependability, it's got that going. <laughs> yeah. uh, but you could also say maybe I want a little more variance and a little more surprise when I start a level. But anyhow, the exterior here is a forest, and I'm pretty sure it had the same music track as one one. Uh, not positive, but I kind of felt like it was the same thing, and I had heard it before. Uh, and this, this one, you get uh, these—they're uh, called the flying gorgons, and they drop snakes from above here on mm. you. Which is—that's a, a real bitch of a <laughs> of a mechanic. <laughs> drop snakes on you that then chase you around. Um, so such a jerk move. Yeah. Such a jerk move. Uh, so I watched, I actually watched like a, a had a good glitch happen on this, uh, uh, when I was playing through this level. Uh, I watched a oh, Kimmler, which is one of those, the, the four, I believe it was one of the four, uh, on all four things that mm-hmm. shoot the fireballs at you. I watched it like <clears throat> it one ran onto the screen from, from screen right. And I was up on this elevated platform where it was just like a, sh- a, a sheer drop off, like a straight 90 degree drop off. Mm-hmm so but it, it was too high for him to jump so i watched it dude it like it came on the screen walked up to that cliff and then just levitated straight up the side of it <laughs> <What>? <laughs> to, get, to get to the platform i was on and then attack me uh <laughs> so, like, i was sitting there watching it, and i'm like that like you know and like it's a simple grunt enemy kill it relatively easy but like this is a moment of just like you know because like you're, you're going to you're playing these games you're like Especially on Sega Master System, we're like, I'm not entirely confident I'm going to enjoy myself. And I'm pretty confident <laughs> I'm going to see a bunch of bullshit that pisses me off in this game. And so, like, you're, there <laughs> and you're like, motherfucker. <laughs> 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 like, are you fucking serious? The, the enemies will just levitate up sheer cliff faces if they don't see you. Okay.
0: I, I was going to say, I don't know if that was a glitch because I'm pretty sure they just did that. <laughs> they were always <laughs> levitating up the walls on me. <laughs>
1: so, that's an interesting mechanic that the enemies are capable of in this game. Yeah, <laughs> be wary. Uh, and yeah, this is when I really I started fucking jotting things about the jump physics down here. Uh, and then yeah, I had a situation where I fell in the first pond uh, and there's this rock you're supposed to jump onto to get to a swinging rope that lets you progress to a high up platform and onward. And because there's only one trajectory of the forward jump, I guess you call it five degrees. I kept jumping <laughs> over the platform when trying to get up on to, out of the water. And I took a shit ton of water damage. Plus yes. flying fish jumping out of the water at me uh and i died actually just literally i died just jumping back and forth over the same platform like same i I was so
0: annoyed my i think my daughter (laughs) walked up at that moment she's like daddy why don't you just jump
1: on the platform i was like
0: it (laughs) won't let me like you would think it would be as simple as that but it's not
1: (laughs) that's like sure you've seen it before uh the the like when they have those videos where the kids are like trying to turn on an old computer or play an old an old game or something like the kids like they just look at this they just like look at the person who's ever is running the session the video session or running the camera whether they're like what do you want me to do with this <laughs> like this is not even i can't <laughs> bother around with this <laughs> uh, i can't uh. begin the process what you mean that you mean it cannot do do that what do you mean you just hit the button you're jumping just jump on the thing (laughs) (laughs) oh so your master system can't do that
0: (laughs) (laughs) that's a strong jump i mean it's a great jump
1: but sure uh yeah it is it is it is an authoritative jump but it just uh it lacks range (laughs) direction yeah range um So, yeah, so the stage throws a shit ton of enemies at you, uh, and I feel like it taught me that uh, the up and down thrusts uh, often don't work. (laughs) As much as you have to rely on them, uh, it's not really – I don't know. It's not precise whether or not you landed, particularly the up thrust I felt Oh,
0: yeah. The up thrust was definitely not reliable, dude. So many times I tried to use that in a jam, and it did not bail me out. (laughs) Not at all.
1: You know, it's—I mean—it's just hitbox shit. You know, like hitbox. Yeah,
0: pieces. you have to aim.
1: Yeah, how do you? Right. You know, it looks, and there are often cases where it looks like it's hitting the thing, but it's not hitting the thing. You know, and that's—I don't know—just old games, one ones. But every time, despite that expectation and understanding, uh it's still frustrating. So well when it's happening to you, <laughs> exactly uh, what it it's a snake falling on your head. head. <laughs> <laughs> right. right, right. <laughs> Uh, yeah, I had to take a fucking break here basically because uh, this is this is a, it's funny that you said you had to too and your daughter prompted it because like I'm like, <laughs> yeah. like mm, I'm going to fucking walk away for a minute. <laughs> <laughs> right, man, I'm just not playing anymore. Yeah, exactly. Uh, <laughs> um and playing this level though, I had it turn to night on me for the first time. And I thought it was like, another situation where like I wasn't sure. Like I, I thought maybe it was glitching, uh, <laughs> but it, yeah, this game has a day night mechanic, which is cool. If you know, if it, I and mean, it it has an actual purpose or a reason, uh, it's kind of a cool thing that, again, you don't get uh, the only other game uh, at this level where you really see that I can think of is Simon's Quest on NES, where you actually get a game mechanic that means something, or a, a day night mechanic that means something to, to the gameplay, you know? and suppose, In this case, the enemies are harder here, as you would expect, but...
0: I noticed that as well. I, I was not sure that was a mechanic. Wow,
1: that's interesting.
0: Because <laughs> I noticed that, and I was like, did that just glitch out on me? Because it happened, like, right before I turned, like,
1: went into the castle, so I was very confused. Okay. It's funny, actually, that exact same thing happened on the playthrough I'm watching. Right now. <laughs> like, it turned in it, it became night right before I went to the castle. <laughs> I was
0: like, either that or they're just trying to make it scary because I'm going into the castle. <laughs>
1: right, right, right. Uh, yeah, but in the in the manual, they explain that it's a thing. So uh, when it happened, I was like, a moment of disorientation, nice. but it, it was meant to happen. Uh, so yeah, 2 you're back in another castle. There's a lot of cheap jumping mechanics shortfall shit being employed here to manufacture difficulty, uh, which is not impressive gameplay design at all. Uh, fortuitously, it was rather short, just like 1-2, though, and you're to the boss battle. And Man, this was like Snake Palace, right? <laughs> right, 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 yeah. Um, and the, the boss is Slayer, which is a pretty fucking uh nord looking fucker i don't know if you played much skyrim <laughs> uh, he, I, I thought i thought nord uh when i saw him and it's uh he's got like these pterodactyl wings and a sword um kind of also a little a la uh angel prior to archangel from the x-men before he becomes archangel like kind of how he looked but a little oh, more, yeah. ba- more badass wings than angel oh uh, yes yeah. an evil angel with bat wings there you go right and he of course flies. He swoops down at you and then fires a spread projectile. After coming back up, he does like little swoop moves. And I died once, but I made pretty short work of him on the second go round. Uh, this was a situation where yeah, down thrust like really crushed his ass.
0: Oh yeah,
1: like, a third of his life bar, I was noticing when you landed down thrust on his ass. So pretty critical live move. And die.
0: Live and die by the down thrust.
1: <laughs> yep. Uh, was this any? Was there any significant anything that came for you, fucking with this with this dude, or? Did you no, start? I
0: mean the just trying to avoid those the the spray mechanic that was really annoying because it looked like the the fire from that like, you shoot from your sword. So I was like, oh damn, I thought it would take me out immediately.
1: But yeah, yeah just a couple <laughs> down thrusts. Yep, short work. Moving on. Right. Moving on. Round yeah, and actually the, the the boss clear screen is pretty fun. It says, it says round clear. Let's go to the next round. <laughs> <laughs> It's just like old video game copy at its best, you know? Oh, yeah. It get you hype. Good yeah. job. Let's roll. Yep. Let's go to the next round. So on to 3 one almost halfway there uh, out of the seven. And it is a – the external is a subterraneous cavern type deal. Uh, shit ton of water platforming. And, I, you know, as much as it, the, there were these annoying things that bothered me about it, I did kind of start to settle into the controls here, and I kind of got a bit of a rhythm to me, and I was kind of chugging along uh, from here on out, which was nice. Um, so nice. I got used to that jumping, the, the, the jumping shortcomings and shit. And once you kind of accept it and know what they are and can, you know, react and use them accordingly, uh, the gameplay got a lot better for me. Uh, I found, uh, a way to work my through on the first, or work my way through, rather, on the first try, uh, just by the hair on my chinny-chin-chin chin of this. Little... <laughs> uh, that's the thing, too. It's funny, like, getting a rhythm, but the game, I think, I think the game actually... And it's just kind—it is kind of just manufacturer's difficulty with like the number of enemies and shit. But it did get harder here, and I started safe stating and not relying on getting all the way through necessarily. (laughs) Uh, Wow. uh, On, on you know, a full life uh, in some cases.
0: Um, Yeah, I did not do a whole lot of safe
1: stating. No. uh,
0: Nah, I ended up just playing through a few times and just dying, and I didn't know there were limited lives until I tried that the first time. I was like, oh. I guess I have to start all over again. I think I was on the second stage. (laughs) (laughs) I was trying to recreate that that original feeling
1: of this is how uh, it's gonna go. No, dude, you gotta you gotta you gotta accept that these games (laughs) were made for human beings that had way more time than you have. (laughs) That's true. True story. Uh, Small human beings that had way more time than you have, Uh, and yeah, I mean the only way to get through these things uh, and really make fucking uh, uh, if you want to see the ends of them you definitely uh, need to save state. <laughs> uh, if you want to keep that like troop game experience, if that's more important to you than actually getting to the end, then I guess uh, by all means. But if you like seeing the ends of games, you better get used to save because some, <laughs> some of these motherfuckers are just not possible uh, as an adult. <laughs> Makes sense. Right. Uh, so yeah, three, two is another castle. Also short, some fire platforming, some of that rope to rope movement shit. They use a lot in the game. Uh, you get that in here. That's kind of like a castle staple.
0: Skeletons. Uh, and
1: yes, yeah. Which are cool. I like the the both the art and the instruction we're looking for them, and uh, the the sprites in the games are cool. I think uh, for those character for those enemies for sure. And uh, the boss battle as it goes, and it's this is a wizard of some variety. Uh, Shakumis is his name. Uh, also very very cool. Uh, art and a manual and uh, the sprite is awesome i think for him i'd say it's probably my favorite sprite in the game uh the the boss here
0: yeah i pretty much uh enjoyed staring at him as well as he kicked my butt
1: i did not beat beat this guy (laughs) in my
0: playthrough no (laughs)
1: <laughs> uh, yeah, I had actually, my first time in, I had next to no life, and like, yeah, I was dead like immediately. <laughs> <Right>. <laughs> uh, and then it, it uh, and this, that, that's actually when I got what you said you had experienced earlier. Uh, that's when I got my, um, you're out of continues, basically. Oh, uh, yeah. <laughs> thinking I had infinite continues. Uh, and like, I literally, I mean, actually said. <laughs> When, like when the when this when the, the, the screen came up and said you can't continue and like my heart just dropped dude <laughs> uh, i was like, like oh, no because well, uh, yeah uh yeah my safe state was way back and i was like fuck it uh, <laughs> uh, so I, I, like, I like it was another situation where i was like am i i might just quit playing this like i might just stop here uh but <laughs> was, i'll google around see if there's like a continue thing a cheat code or some shit and uh i, I did actually found i looked up an faq and saw there is a cheat code for infinite continues uh so what? Uh, what? and it's actually uh these are always kind of fun to me because it gives you gotta do some crazy ass shit to make it happen on these old games but it's not just like i don't know you know it's like contra code or something like that you always gotta do some wacky ass thing but right. in this case it's particularly wacky it's before the power like before you the power the system on you got to hold the d button down, like the down on the arrow thing, and yeah. down and left, and then you press and hold both of the action buttons, and then you turn the system on. <laughs> so, Ooh. like, you're holding these buttons on your controller as you hit the power button on, on the system, and then you have to be sure to hold the buttons until the title screen comes all the way up. And if you've done it successfully, roston appears in blue letters instead of the usual gold letters, and you now have infinite continues. So... Ah, you're all that and you're like okay if i had a sega master system at home like that'd be super easy i don't have a sega master system i have an emulator on my pc <laughs> <laughs> like, I'm like how in the fuck am i gonna do that exactly <laughs> so like you know i got i got my little nes fucking usb thing and like i do uh-huh. all that shit and like i'm like i'm a like, you know, I, that's that takes two hands to do that. <laughs> so like, <laughs> yeah. with two hands holding my little USB controller, I'm like using my mouse with my pin, with my two pinkies and doing the uh, hard uh, reset oh. <laughs> on my on my laptop. On my oh. keyboard. I uh, got it to work and fucking actually had the infinite continues from then on. But it I It actually start- worked? Yeah, it actually worked, yeah. But I had wow. to start basically. So I fucking was playing the goddamn thing uh, from the beginning. I had to go all the way back through it, basically. Uh, because I couldn't, even if I loaded that save state, I wouldn't have had the infinite continues, and I was like, I don't, I can't do that again <laughs> so, like, I just had to start the fucking whole thing over again so I had to play the whole game again up to this point, basically uh, to get back to this third boss and actually uh, engage him and beat him um, and I, uh, honestly I, once going back through the second time and knowing I had the infinite continues allowed me to play a little more fast and loose, you know and mm, I had I had yeah. way more fun after that was the case. It's uh, so like all those problems with it, like, are with the constraint of like a fear that you're, <laughs> you're <not laughs> exactly it over, you're not gonna whatever. And like once that was gone, and I didn't have to worry about its shortcomings fucking me, you know. It was it was actually a lot more fun of a game. Uh, and honestly, like yeah, with that with that attitude, and also having played the levels, it only took me like ten minutes to get all the way back to the third boss, you know. So nice. um, it was liberating uh experience as frustrated as i was when it first happened um <clears throat> so anyhow the wizard uh he flies around and he shoots projectiles that kind of uh they like chain reaction their way all over the screen it's kind of like a they shoots these things out and they kind of like explode in different directions and shit mm. uh and he also teleports around the screen at random so you caught me off guard i, so, didn't, I was expecting that <laughs> Yeah, waiting for a mechanic than the guy just running around on the lower level from end to end. <laughs> right. <laughs> Way more difficult movement pattern to track. Um, but you could just... I, I learned uh, after... I think I did it a couple times, but at, you can kind of lock him into certain spots. Like, if you, like, catch him when he comes out of the teleport thing, and you can whack his ass, and he, and, and he, like, freezes. He, like, freezes up a little bit, and you can just spam his ass. Uh, uh, and maybe there was, like, two or three of these you uh, know a few other random hits um, in in a battle, and I was able to wax his ass on my third attempt, which not too bad. Because yes, when you first come into it, it's kind of like, oh my god, there's no way.
2: <laughs>
1: <laughs> he's all yeah, over, all over the, place. the flying all over the place, like he's shooting those things that are fragging your ass, easy as hell. Yeah, it was uh um looked a little overwhelming at first glance. uh, so so that you dropped off here. This is as far as you got.
0: Yeah, that's as far as I got. So next time I'm coming in with unlimited continues taking it down
1: (laughs) (laughs) word word uh cool so all right so uh i'll 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 run point here as much as i can uh (laughs) on the last four levels the uh four one is like this roman ruin architecture thing um going on with it and i actually liked it a lot uh looked very cool and there's a shit ton of platforming in there uh that is spaced in a way that's clearly trying to exploit the shit jump mechanics. Like,
0: <laughs> oh yeah, I watched a playthrough on that. I was like, what? Is this it, yeah. it, it made no sense to me.
1: It was due to I mean again because at this point four levels like you know exactly how far this guy jumps because it's
0: the same <laughs> jump.
1: So like yeah, the first one you're like you look at like a land on the first platform. You're like, I know that one is not in the right place for me to be able to jump. <laughs> yeah, and you got yeah, it's super tricky uh getting through it because it is it is you know just clearly exploiting what is a break in the goddamn game design. It's not like yeah, you know, it's not like a challenge thing. It's just like we know this doesn't work. This yeah. will make it hard uh wiggling you know, in the air to try to land in the right spot. They're not taking it back to the store pissed off cuz they beat it in 5 minutes, you know. It's just, I don't know. Yeah. Uh, yeah, I had to take another break here. It was so bad. Uh, <laughs> so yeah, I fired up the next day and saved scummed my way through, and it was just literally like, each platform, save. <laughs> next platform. <laughs> uh, and that made it a lot less frustrating. 4-2 uh, is another castle interior. Ho-hum. Um, I can't, and, like, I'm playing this fucking level, and, like, I can't reach, there's a rope at the very beginning, and it's I can't even come close to reaching it. Like, I had no clue. <laughs> Like, just no clue what to do. I was just like walking back and forth. I'm like, there's no solution to this problem. I googled an, <laughs> FAQ, I googled an FAQ and saw a mention of a wall jump technique that I knew nothing of. <laughs>
0: oh, wait a minute. So you made it all the way to that stage without yeah. knowing yes. the wall jump? Wow. Right, I, that's
1: right. how I felt about the down slice.
0: Exactly. Because <laughs> yeah. exactly. I accidentally jumped on the wall. I was like, wait a minute. I could do this? Oh, there we go.
1: Yeah, if you hold the D-pad against the wall and jump and then reverse direction with the next jump button depression uh you can ping pong off the walls and it's actually it worked pretty damn well it was actually a pretty good mechanic mm-hmm. uh so yeah that completely changed my ability to control this fucking sprite and i loved it <laughs> <laughs> uh so that yeah I plowed right through four two you get to four three uh the boss battle is our uh, i'm probably pronouncing that wrong but best effort a wick looking armor covered uh warrior dude with some like big ass cold hard steel uh, on the wield, <laughs> and uh, he does a lot of retreating for you in the lower level of the room. Uh, but occasionally aggroes and flies up, shoots out some projectile shit at you. Uh, it's mostly just again kind of like that first boss, just chasing, chasing him to the end of the room and dropping a down, thrust on his melon. And uh, I beat him the first fucking time. So, um, nice. not a ton of of variance in these bosses. Uh, I actually did record that one, though. The battle vids up on, on, on the uh, on the Facebook page and on the Reddit. Uh, do you Reddit or, or Jay? I do a tad. I dabble here yeah. and there. Yeah. Uh, uh, yeah. The, the Basically, this guy I would fuck around on Reddit a little bit prior to doing this uh, with Buffalo Bill shit. Yeah. <laughs> uh, <laughs> But this has gotten me. Reddit's pretty goddamn fun, uh, and it's actually gotten a little bit of dialogue going on the on the Reddit thing. Um, or we did. It's been a couple months now. Probably not fucking. It's probably gonna be, have to start that back up. But
2: <laughs> uh, it's
1: cool. It's cool to interface. Jab was totally against interfacing with anyone on the internet. So uh, <laughs> I, I like that you uh, are a little a little less a uh, little less internet averse. <laughs>
0: yeah, sure. Why not?
1: Yeah. Uh, so maybe What's the worst could- thing that could happen? So, maybe we can actually get a dialogue going with two people participating. <laughs> uh, anyhow, on to 5 1. There, uh, it's more mountaintop stuff, some snow covered peaks off in the distance. Uh, so, a little bit different than the early ones. And did you ever play Rygar? Rygar, I did not. NES game. Uh, this, it was very, it looked very Rygar esque. Um, so, hmm. that is thought of playing through this mostly. It's got some sand pit shit going on that I suppose are supposed to be quicksand, uh, but they act no different than water pits, basically. Um, basically drain your life a little bit, stun you for a second. Right, right, right. Uh, but I guess whatever. Trying to make it look different. Good job. 5-2 is uh, really getting outside the box here. It's an ice cave instead of a castle interior. So they ooh, shake, shake things up they chip away at you quite a bit with these uh there's you know as anytime you get that the these cave things in these games you always get the the stalactite, stalagmite action shit uh, dropping on yeah. you yeah dropping on you from the ceiling which one is which jay do you know
0: i used to know when i was a kid uh i used to actually love going to like what was the name of that place cave in kentucky ah uh, damn i never i, know, I, did, I
1: probably have been to it because i was into geology and shit like that as a kid too
0: yeah you know you get like the little crystals and stuff but yeah, uh
1: yeah. <laughs> right, yeah
0: right you know what <laughs> i'm <laughs> talking about i'm gonna <laughs> go ahead and hazard a guess and say stalactites come from the ground wrong slag tight uh, from-
1: <laughs> 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 we did a 50 50 shot <laughs> <laughs> Uh, so 5-3 is, it's Federak, uh is his name, and he is a big fucking badass serpent creature. Uh, and he's pretty slow, he just slugs around the ground level back and forth, uh, occasionally shooting out some projectiles that, it's actually the same projectiles that every boss has, except for maybe that wizard. <laughs> um, and yeah, he's a down thrust the shit out of him situation and kill him on the first try kind of boss, so... NBD on that one, and then into six, and this is a fiery color tone mountaintop. <laughs> so, again, just fucking variance is overwhelming, and it is. Uh, did you have? Did you have a Genesis or no? No, no, only Nintendo. Did you have a Super Nintendo? Oh yeah. All right. uh, gen- there was a Genesis game called Warriors of the Eternal Sun. That was a fantastic Dungeons and Dragons game, as RPG on on uh, Genesis. That this made me think a great deal of. And if anyone's played that, listening to this. They'll go, I know exactly what you're talking about. Uh, <laughs> uh, so yeah, it's uh, um I would like to actually have a moment of silence here if you had appreciated the game, but since you don't know what it is, we'll skip that. <laughs> <I'll> <laughs> uh, I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I don't even know uh, what the little blind, little blue flying things are in this level. Uh, but fuck them as much as every other little peon flying enemy in every. Eight and <laughs> uh yeah, this game, this level is, is heavily populated with these flying fucking things that are just like very pestery, you know. Uh, you can't hit them with any reliability, uh, even when it seems oh. like. they're pieces, you know, so it's fucking, again, just hitbox failure and a half uh, in this level. Uh, there's also a, a, a big sloped platforming sequence towards the end that was, uh, again, spaced in a particularly exploitive fashion. Um, so they're not there's shying a bunch away of from it. bats on that level, too, it looks like. Yeah, yeah exactly. The Annoying. bats and, the, and, the, and then the sloped platform, so it's just fucking throwing the kitchen sink at you at this point. Uh, 6-2 is another ice cave, just bluer. More slag tights, more slag mites. Do you remember which one is which? (laughs) Slag mites (laughs) come from the bottom. I can listen. (laughs) Uh, One thing uh, I will give this game, uh, this badass barbarian does not get knocked back when he's hit midair by enemies. And that (laughs) is a nice thing because it would make this game fucking impossible. Oh, yeah. Uh, It's like they gave you a
0: little reprieve with the jumps. Like, we'll we'll allow you to just uh, swing through this.
1: Right, because that's... uh, Castlevania is notorious for that, and like the knockback physics are just like (laughs) such drag, (laughs) and they would be very much in this game, too. So, I appreciated that once it occurred to me that they were giving me that little reprieve, yeah. So, 6-3 is, as always, a boss battle, and it's the first time you're in a different looking chamber. Uh, It does not... It's not like one of those asphyxiation rooms. (laughs) Yeah. Uh It isn't. It's it's in line with the bluer ice cave look uh, that you're coming out of, and it's a massive boss sprite, uh, and it's like basically the whole screen. It's a one one screen deal, uh, and it's it's listed in the instruction manual this is the reed dragon. That I think they it, it, the dragon is actually colored red, so I cemented my idea that they probably mean red dragon in the instruction manual. But uh, it looked cool in the beginning, but once you get into the battle, like you learn basically the dragon is it's a static background design it kind of you know what it reminded me of a little bit of with contra uh you know that uh the the battle with uh, it's like a big alien thing with these two arms these two arms that come fucking it's it's one of the the vertical, oh i know what you're talking about yep, up the the waterfall face the whole way and you get to the yeah yeah yellow alien head with the red eyes and he's got the two arms that fly around he's actually super easy you just run to the edge and you can shoot the ends of his arms pretty much the first like you, when you shoot it it slows down and basically freezes above you you can just spam it to death yeah. uh, with the arm you shoot its fucking head so yeah so it's very much like that where basically it looks like this big huge imposing sprite but uh. in, in actuality the moving parts are, are, are very small, you know. Uh, and in this case, only his the the dragon's neck and head are moving. Uh, it is It still looks cool, but, you know, not as cool as maybe first impression insinuated. Uh, yeah. So, like, the actual mechanic of it, it, its head flies around to various stopping points uh, above you and fires the same tired-ass projectiles that all <laughs> the other bosses in Burst of Three also. So uh, it's not as easy as the last few, but honestly uh it's kind of you quickly learn you just run around uh, spam up thrusts at his ass um and you know not nearly as difficult as as maybe the huge sprite insinuated might be wow um, that's disappointing yeah uh it did give you a slightly more entertaining death animation though when you kill his ass the head disappears and then the neck explodes one link at a time which was kind of oh, cool
0: that an animation
1: <laughs> yeah. yeah exactly yeah it makes this whole process totally worth <laughs> it uh, so seven, one, seven, two, and seven, three are all castle interiors in ex- like these extreme color palettes. And I blew them through them so fast that I didn't even think I was advancing through whole scenes or levels, uh, whatever the really? fuck they called it the numbering the system. I just assumed seven, one had some doorways in it, <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, I blew right through those and then got to seven, four and it's like, you're, you're back in an old lame ass boss chamber, you know, uh. Which again, like, is totally sprung on you because of how quickly you go through the beginning of it, and then, yeah, like a huge letdown because this is the final boss, and uh, it's in one of the same ass tired rooms, you know. So, yeah, wow. a huge, uh, not at all a payday like you would want a a long platformer to be, you know. Um, and even worse, the boss sprite. Is it's back to like that kind of too small for being a boss feel, you know? And it's also, yeah, a fucking red dragon. (laughs) After you just beat the flying red dragon, (laughs) what? Yeah, exactly. After you just beat this much more impressive red dragon, now you fight a small, lame one, uh, in the same same lame ass rooms, you know? So, yeah, it's kind of what's revenge. Right. Uh, Yeah, maybe, yeah, I guess maybe that's it. Maybe it's an epilogue battle. Uh, Yeah, it it was super fucking cake, a bunch of down thrusting, and I I just eked eked out Pumblechooking him on the first go round. So, yeah, (laughs) anytime you beat the the final boss in one go is, you know, just not good, Not, not all satisfying thing to spend, you know, a few hours playing a game, and then you're like, you blow through the fucking supposed ultimate test in it, you know?
0: I wonder how hard it would have been if I played this as a kid, though, since I didn't have a master system. I wonder if it would have been just as, you know, the same feeling or if I would have thought it was difficult,
1: especially if I didn't know the cheat code. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. uh, you mean, like, uh, would it have been easier because you were familiar with these, like, the system and these games? Like, what do you, what do you, like, what do yeah, you, yeah,
0: I wonder if it would be easier because I was more familiar with it or if it would be difficult just because I've, you know, been playing video games for years, yeah. And I also would have been younger than that.
1: Right, right, right. Uh, I think there's enough deficiencies in this game's design and programming that uh, it probably would have been fucking hard. <laughs> <laughs> I could Always see that. When you play it, I think it would be hard. Uh, just because, it's, like, yeah, there's so many things about it. We've said it a bunch of times in this uh, going through this. Like, you know, so much of the difficulty is not based in you know, skill. It's not response time. It's not controlling a jump in a way that navigates you through this problem set. It is, you know, you're literally, you have one static movement mechanic in the jump and like they are placing platforms in (laughs) distances that don't (laughs) let, don't allow you to use that only tool you have to navigate it. You know, like there's no, like that never get there's no you can't get good at that and then make it easier you know what i mean uh so yeah i don't think it fucking matters (laughs) (laughs) makes sense Uh, makes sense right 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 so okay so you beat this fucking thing and as much of a letdown as the boss might have been the final boss might have been they actually do give you some meat on the bone with the the credits and shit uh they start uh (laughs) actually they start it's like a it's a fucking pretty dark and brooding epilogue, (laughs) to be totally honest with you. Uh, It's like this slideshow deal with very appropriate tunes that... uh... The flowchart of this is your barbarian is awarded of the princess and eventually the throne for your heroics. So you become king nice. uh, and you have your princess turned queen. Uh, <laughs> Every man's a dream, yes. This, this right. is blow your mind. I think this is going to blow your mind a little bit. Uh, so it then tells you, but your character, the barbarian, he feels he is inadequate and unworthy of his throne and princess because of his nefarious background. What? So... Yes, so uh, he does love her, though, and he thinks she loves him, uh, but he decides to sneak away in the middle of the night so she and the kingdom can have someone more worthy, and that's fucking dark shit, Title. <laughs> what? <laughs> yeah, he just, like, abandons the the her and the throne. <laughs> I just slayed
0: him. all these and, dragons oh, and all these yeah. hot dog-throwing Grinches and stuff, and now right. uh, I'm abandoning the throne, but...
1: And you just walk Clark but Dickens. but like but not yeah but like for this like like i said like that's a that's a very adult idea uh to feel inadequate and like you don't deserve what you have earned you know that's i don't a very, know if i would have
0: understood that as a kid <laughs>
1: that's, exactly that's a very deep emotional idea you know uh that I, again i much like the breasts and the instruction manual is maybe a little heavy for, <laughs> for, for your target age group here title uh, um so yeah, the final slideshow image shows the princess watching the barbarian walk away in broad daylight, maybe 50 feet away from her, which is completely counter uh, something to the, inst- the the story they give you before that, that he snuck away <laughs> in the middle of the night. Uh, so it doesn't make any fucking sense. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> uh, and, yeah, with her, it makes it it kind of takes, like I said, up to this point, I'm thinking to myself, like how dark and whatever this idea is. Uh, but the final slideshow makes it into a total joke, like he's just being a drama queen bitch <laughs> <laughs> like right there watching him do it he's like no i'm leaving <laughs> like, middle of the day, you know uh, uh yeah.
0: so. wow i wonder who thought that up i guess that's what happens when uh conan is not conan he just brought me yeah that
1: was what they came up with to differentiate it is like this crazy ass fucking uh he's gotta have a different personality yeah, unworthiness story. Um, that's that's an interesting twist, or interesting spin on it. Jay. <laughs> that's uh, the actual
0: unique insights. <laughs> that's where we both here. The
1: uh, the actual credits are uh, very old school, uh, and by that I mean the uh, <laughs> the cunty evil corporation uh that made the game wouldn't let the game designers put their real names in there so they could be uh so they could not be poached by competitors, which was like a what? No. A big thing big thing in these early games, they wouldn't let the designers put their actual names because they didn't want people to steal their game designers from them. Uh yeah, the producer wow. the, the producer on the game is listed as Emperor Takashi. <laughs> or <laughs> Takahashi rather. Uh, yeah, all the, all, the, all the game designer or all the credits in the game are all, like, pseudonames and shit. There's no actual real people. Seemingly, I, I'm assuming an actual emperor did not produce a <laughs> right. uh, It's I probably a better thing to do. <laughs> yeah, I guess that's a little presumptuous. I, don't, I didn't verify it, but I'm <laughs> relatively confident that an emperor did not, uh, did not produce Rastan for the Sega Master System. So, but if an uh, emperor did,
0: let us know. We'd be happy. Yeah, yeah. 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 <laughs> yeah if,
1: any, if any listeners are related to the emperor that produced this game, uh, <laughs> by all means, uh, I, I I look forward to standing corrected on the matter. Um, so, that is the playthrough of Rastan.
0: That was the game over theme from rastan and now king lorik's blessing what do you think josh uh
1: well i what finished is it. the verdict yeah i finished it so uh i have not done that for many of the sega master system titles yet so that is to its credit i suppose <laughs> uh there are some very clunky controls for sure but learning that wall jump mechanic late in the game, or in my go, rather, was a, a real game changer and made it <laughs> a lot more fun. Uh, just the act of playing it became much more fun once I had that. Because, yeah, like even like it's like a, it's a small thing, but uh, we, we talked about how there's only the two, you know, there's only the two different kinds of jumps. It's either straight up or 45 degrees. So when you would try to jump up on those ropes in the little, um uh, Tunnels or hallways, uh, and yeah, yeah the what do you call that the shafts in the shafts. Uh, you'd often like jump up like three times in a row trying to get the rope right next to it, <laughs> you know. <Yep>. Like, <laughs> once you didn't have to deal with that, and you could just bounce back between the fucking walls, like that's a game changer uh, just for like your enjoyment of the game because you don't spend as much time thinking about this shitty mechanic because you can just circumvent it, you know what I mean? Yep, uh, which, which was nice, um, and. As I also already mentioned, it was a big uh, change in fun when I knew I had limited continues and allowed me to play free and loose like Josh Allen on Thanksgiving. (laughs) Thanks for sharing that, too. (laughs) That's how you know when I did these notes, it was right after that game. (laughs) <laughs> uh, and, uh, yeah, that made a huge difference in the fun factor, too. And I, and I know I, I, King Lord's blessing should not be measured on a curve uh, just because the SMS is usually working from disadvantage in the software department. Mm. Uh, but I think this is without a doubt one of the better Sega Master System titles I've played after having played quite a few of them now. Um, you know, we're on issue fucking five or six of that newsletter. So there's been those are quarterly. So we're talking like a year and a half of releases that i've i've at least tinkered with on this system mm. and i mean it's easily in the expert. top 10 yeah expert e- b- borderline expert yeah uh <laughs> easily top 10 at least top five or sorry uh maybe top five at least top 10 um game i played on it so wow. it's a close call sure but i suppose i would grant Lorik's blessing here um hit the gong corchester the parliament has spoken <laughs> how did you feel about I your like, first fucking old game playthrough uh, i like it you know i being a nintendo
0: guy all the way and only really playing sega games when i went over friends houses and things like that
1: you, you know have a friend with fucking a master system
0: master system? <laughs> i don't remember if they had the master system specifically cuz i've never played this game before but i i did not have high opinions of the master system so yeah. I was pleasantly surprised. I don't, I don't surprised. think I knew anyone who had one. <laughs> right? yeah, it was like a thing. It's was like, oh, yeah, we know they're out there. They exist. But, yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Fucking aliens. <laughs> right? But this was actually really fun. You know, I picked it up. You know, obviously, I'm using an old-school Nintendo controller, so comfortable. But, like, I plugged it in, and I was able to just kind of play right away, and I was impressed at how fun it was, you know? So even though, you know, the jumping was annoying, and it, it was just fun, you know, <laughs> the story behind it, the fact that it really is Conan, like I'm fighting Grinches, like everything. It was it was a comical and a fun way, you know. And so, yeah, I, I could totally see that the King Lorik's blessing is appropriate here.
1: Okay, okay, so that's that's two for two on that. Fucking a. Uh, I it's it's uh, <clears throat> it's kind of it makes me a little sad that, well, I don't know. Actually, I shouldn't. I, I'm not entirely sure how much how much time we have left before. Uh, the Sega Master System starts to get phased out in these magazines, uh, so that will remain to be seen. But like, mm-hmm. like I said, at this point, like my opinion of the, and I'm trying not to do it, but it's, it's impossible. You can't not factor in past experience, no matter what you do, to your determinations on present day things. <laughs> uh, <laughs> just to explain how time works, Jay, in case you were unaware. <laughs> uh, so like, yeah, like it, I can't help but let my like lack of faith or lack of. Uh, uh, you know my shitty experiences that have led up to this inform uh, kind of like ugh, just my ugh, feeling about all these games like they're yeah. do I've played some fucking just brutal brutal games on this system uh, and and um the idea that you don't have that informing your opinion of it is interesting to me to listen to you talk about it. Like, I just had fun. Like, it's 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 a very light and floating (laughs) uh, takeaway from a system. Well, I I guess I had such low opinions for,
0: (laughs) you know, (laughs) for the Sega, because it just, like, I forgot what the controller looked like. Like, of course, you always remember what the NES controller looked like. Super Nintendo, like, all the controllers I remember, I couldn't even remember. It couldn't tell you ahead
1: of time. It doesn't have uh, the start select button. Yeah, I I mean... Button, yeah. but it's basically the same thing but i didn't remember that like that's how <laughs> out of my memory the master system was like right. i knew it existed I I do. before i before i started this like i don't think i knew what the sega master system controller looked like <laughs> yeah <laughs> like i had never seen one uh until yes i was googling around and looking at the magazines and shit um yeah crazy cool all right well that is fucking king orc's blessing and that is Roston for the sega master system uh on the whole Moving on in life and this fucking podcast next up is game pro issue one Which I've been very excited about for a long time because it's uh, an idea of, of impartiality uh, Whereas everything I have read uh, up to this point in these magazines is steered by the corporate uh, uh, puppet masters <laughs> that, <laughs> at, uh, that own the magazine so uh, theoretically game pro should be be a completely different reading experience Um, and there'll probably be I also expect there to be because like Nintendo Power doesn't have any advertisements and the Sega uh, newsletters are relatively short so there's not many advertisements in them that aren't proprietary Sega things I think I'm pretty sure GamePro is going to have a shit ton of wacky ass advertisements in it. And those are often the, the funner things, uh, you know, that the games are fun and it's cool to talk about those too, but some of the, just the crazy ass shit that gets advertised, uh, in the eighties is really interesting. And uh, it's issue one. So who knows what exactly? Yeah. Like. <laughs> you know, fucking yeah, complete, uh, completely, um, probably there's probably going to be some pitfalls in it for sure. Um, I'm pretty sure but, I never, I'm pretty sure I didn't even read Game
0: Pro until I was in, a teenager. So issue one is going to be probably new to me.
1: Yeah. I, yeah. I definitely have never. I, 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 probably, I think I've watched, there's a, a pretty cool YouTube series, a guy I like a lot. Uh, I'm gonna drop the ball on the name of it now, but it's a guy who Classic Gaming Quarterly, maybe I think it's called, and it's it's just a, a dude who sits down and he actually he's, he puts way too much production value into it. <laughs> <laughs> he, he just he takes old magazines. He talks about other shit too, but one of the format episode formats he does do is uh, he takes a a, a game magazine of uh, you know whatever and sits down and he, like has this camera set up directly above it and he goes through and like physically on screen reads it page by page by page and talks about shit uh and has the cutaways to the games and shit and uh i'm pretty sure i've watched a game pro game pro one episode of that so some of it might be a little familiar yeah but definitely not like dude i go through these nintendo powers uh and with the exception of a few i'm pretty like i have them memorized (laughs) 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 the episode the damage memorized uh so there's only so much new experience to that the sega ones are new uh, but the a lot of the Nintendo Powers are kind of just like revisiting uh, things that I already fucking read a million times as a kid. But yes, did you' have fun.
0: the subscription there's the, a the subscription.
1: I had a subscription. I got on board the Super Mario Brother 3 issue was my first issue at Nintendo Power. They had it the, the it was in the school library uh, at my elementary school. Nice. So, fourth grade they had them in the library and like i mean kids you know it was like there were the, those in the these these comic books what the hell were those called they were like kind of like vikings uh asked astanax asked is this ringing the bell for you at all ass astax or something i don't know Not there, there was it's comic- <laughs> the certain type of comic book, and then Nintendo powers are like every time we would go to the library, like the group, like the whole class we would go to the library for whatever reasons. We did that as kids, mm-hmm. uh, in school. Like the kids are like fighting over these fucking things. <laughs> so, so like, oh yeah, then we only like you know the prior to the Super Mario Bros. 3, It's like the first year basically. So there's only twelve issues of this thing. So you have thirty kids. <laughs> so like hey, that's not good numbers <laughs> you know that's not a good it's not a good it doesn't work out with kids who don't want to share things and whatever so uh, like my, my exposure and I was not a big kid either so my exposure to Nintendo Power prior to getting that subscription to the Mario 3 issue uh, was limited at best just the occasional times I could get my hands on one in, in the school library so yeah Super, Super Mario Bros. 3 was the first issue I had and then I had it for exactly one year from there and uh that was it, basically. And that was, like, oh, man. like maybe, you know, it's not exactly uh, after one year that I got on board, but pretty close to. So, it's, like, the late teens, early 20s is uh, is where I was at Nintendo Power-wise. Did you have a subscription?
0: No. no subscription?
1: Dude, that, that would have been
0: my dream as a kid. I, I remember going to the <laughs> library, like, every month. Every time a new Nintendo Power came out, I would go to the library and just sit because it, it was always the the latest one. So you couldn't check it out. You couldn't take it home. You could only read it at the public library. So I would just <laughs> sit and read the whole magazine.
1: It, and then, it. It, yeah, of
0: course. I'll and if it. I was lucky enough to like rent the game, rent one of the games that was out, you already know I was coming back to the library, you know, writing things down, writing any kind of uh, tips I needed. <laughs>
1: yeah, amazing. Amazing. Yeah. Dude, dude, I mean, yeah, that shit would come in the mailbox and I would like. Clear clear the schedule. Oh, man. (laughs)
0: I can only imagine.
1: (laughs) All I'm doing today. Uh, Yeah, for sure. Uh, So, yes, looking forward very much to that. So that's next up, and you can subscribe to the pod on iTunes, SoundCloud, Stitcher, Spotify, Android, TuneIn, Podbean. Uh, Please rate and leave positive shit for the pod on whatever platform you do listen to it on. The website is nyehentertainment.com forward slash isohpod. You can email us directly if you'd like to privately berate us at isoh podcast at gmail.com. You follow the pod on Facebook. There's YouTube gameplay videos at YouTube.com forward slash my dumbass name, Josh fallen And there is the subreddit on reddit.com forward slash R forward slash ISOH pod. Jay, what are your socials?
0: Uh you can look at some fun YouTube videos, gaming videos, gentleman JB gaming. Uh, that's pretty much where you can find me. Also, same thing Twitter, gentleman JB
1: Work. uh my instagram is at my shift keys broke my Twitter is at Josh fallen and okay bye